The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. Coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer Horse Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today with Jason. I'll remember my <laughs> mute button one of these days. Just it's not 2023. Today. It's 2023. We we shouldn't have this problem anymore. We've all learned. You would, you would think, but apparently I'm regressing. And I'm sure it won't be the last snafu of the, of the night. In addition to Jason, we have Michael. Hey. And tonight we have our special guest, Ethan. Hey, hey. Ethan is from our local 30K community. And tonight we are going to talk Iron Hands. So, Ethan, do you want to kick us off, uh, talk a little bit, give us a little overview of Iron Hands? Sure. So, uh, I suppose you all normally start off with the uh, Legion-specific rules? Yeah, go for it. So if you didn't already know, the Iron Hands are the 10th Legion, um, but we'll dive right into the rules. Um, we have uh, the Medusa's Scales, uh, all shooting attacks made against a model with this special rule that does not have the vehicle unit type, suffers a modifier of minus one to strength of the attack. Models with this special rule and the vehicle unit type instead gain the it will not die six up special rule or if such a model already has this variant of the it-will-not-die rule, the value of that special rule is increased by plus one. Um, and you also have access to the Keys of Hell, um, Iron Fathers as a uh, Legion-specific HQ, um, and the Sons of Medusa Warlord trait list. All right. So, Medusa scales, a minus one to strength of attacks. Uh, they're not a whole lot of things like this that are just like flatly useful across the board. Like even stuff like the Sons of Horus trait uh, that happens, you know, negative one to strength when they charge or are charged. Uh, that's pretty great. But it's not to every single shooting attack. Yeah, this is a uh, yeah, it is Kita. Key to note that this is for shooting attacks, not melee. So you can still get up in there and, you know, take a crack at their uh, mechanical bits. Yeah, do them fisticuffs. And suffer strength. But um, this this is still a very shooty game. So having just that general buff of subtracting one from the strength of opponent's attacks is pretty darn significant. And with you know, the Iron Hands being what they are, it, it seems fitting. Um, I personally have Definitely. not played against Iron Hands myself yet in this edition. Um, not looking forward to it. <laughs> but it's a good thing I play Loyalist, so usually I don't have to worry about it. Um, so, quick question, looking at this uh, Legion as a starter's trait. What's the strength on the Solar Auxilia's last guns? Strength three. I believe it's strength three and it can go up to strength four with the different profile. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're not 
stuck at effective strength two in space marines. Uh, they can use blast chargers to uh, bump it up to strength six, but then you only get one shot at 18 inches instead of mm. two shots at, I want to say 30, 36. It's pretty lengthy. Still, that sounds like a rough matchup for the mortals there. Yeah. I mean, even basic basic bolters are, you know, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly wounding on fives of bolters is not a place I want to be at. No, doesn't sound great to me. Anything to like nudge the math in your direction that little bit. And what's great is now literally everything that's strength eight, you don't have to worry about instant death at range anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so your uh, Terminators I mean, are that much more beefier. Yeah. Terminators and especially your dreadnoughts since, you know, they're not vehicles mm-hmm. in this edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dreadnought, sir, can be a problem for a lot of armies, and it's just that much more so for an Iron Hands Dreadnought. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, uh, So, yeah, we got the uh, advanced reaction for the Iron Hands called the Gorgon Spite. This advanced reaction may may be made once per battle during the opponent player's assault phase when any enemy player declares a charge targeting a friendly unit under the reactive player's control that is composed entirely of models with the Iron Hand special rule. Once the active player has resolved all charge rolls for the charge that triggers this reaction, whether successful or not, but before any models are moved as part of either a charge or surge move, the reactive player may make a shooting attack with the unit that has had a charge declared against it, targeting the unit that triggered this reaction with all weapons making twice their normal number of attacks, but gaining the gets hot special rule. A unit that makes a shooting attack as part of a Gorgon spite reaction may not make any attacks indirectly, blah, blah, blah. You know, that part template weapons used as part of Gorgons use wall of death and you cannot take cover saves against wounds inflicted from the Gorgon spite reaction. There is an asterisk that this does not stack with any other rules that increase the number of attacks a model may make, such as Fury of the Legion. Where models making this reaction have such special rules, they have no effect and are replaced by the effects of Gorgon's Spite reaction. I was about to ask about the Fury of the Legion. So correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the, it's effectively the Overwatch version of the Iron Warriors return fire reaction. Yeah. Correct? Bitter Fury. Mm-hmm. Yep. So sort of very similar, but I guess you could say a little bit more useful if it's Overwatch. That's it, a good I think question. It depends on the situation. I feel like there's just enough variables there depending like they I suppose opponent, that's true. The opponent may be wanting to shoot you, but may not want to charge you. But Typically two, that's not the case, but I mean, this is like that extra middle finger to something that's trying to assault you. Because it's hard <laughs> enough to get close enough to assault in the first place. Mm-hmm. But now you got to try and figure it's like, all right, which one of these squads am I going to have to account for double the number of casualties before I can get in? Right. And this is, this synergizes with their rules very well mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you, d- you know, iron hands don't gain that buff in melee. So having this deterrent against melee attacks Mm-hmm. Makes it a bit scary. Oh, wait. I just thought of something. Mm. So, you know how everybody loves jet bikes, especially now with the plastic kit, but also 
jet bikes are all terrified of missile launchers because it knocks out their armor and it's instant death for them. Missile launchers are great, yes. Uh, <laughs> iron hands seem like a super viable choice to make a sky hunter phalanx. Oh. <laughs> it's like the yeah. few things that can reach out and touch jet bikes are now that much less effective. <laughs> and uh, honestly, it just seems like a whole lot of fun. Um, it's maybe a little dumb to think of like, you know, all these big clunky dudes like zipping around super fast. And I got to say, I am a little disappointed that you can't like stick a uh, iron father on a jet bike. Cause <laughs> that would just be funny as heck. But, um, other than that, yeah, uh, they seem super, super viable. Um, like all of your speeders are taken like, you know, less damage from incoming mm-hmm. fire. All of your jet bikes don't have to worry about getting doubled out by missile launchers anymore. Last cannons still suck, but, you know, can't have everything. (laughs) Well, I think the sort of, like you were saying, a lot of the Strength 8 weapons are, you know, now no longer instant deathing. Um, And there seems to be a fair few number of weapons this edition that kind of got bumped up from 7 to 8. I think Predator Cannons and a couple other auto cannons, maybe. Um, And, you know, that's a decent volume of dice there that's now no longer instant deathing. Yeah, much less scary. I have have Predators, and I keep forgetting that Predator (laughs) Cannons are now Strength 8. Right. (laughs) And that is a huge deal, especially because they rend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good times. mm Mm-hmm. They're just chunky auto cannons, and they're wonderful. It's still um, four shots. Like I yeah, love that volume. I need to get two more to round up that nice five predator squadron. <laughs> yes. <sighs> right, they've got that extra one now. But mm-hmm. guys, it's second edition. Vehicles are bad now. I they still feel a little fragile in a lot of cases. Anything that's not a land raider or a Spartan still feels very fragile to me. But, um, well, maybe we'll get a Talarn campaign book at some point. <laughs> Fingers crossed. A lot of nice vehicle right. upgrades. I, I would say that vehicles feel a little bit more beefy to me, but maybe that's yeah. because, you know, the prevalence of things like heavy and reinforced. But hmm. Reinforced yeah. do be solving those problems. That is a good point. And, you know, especially with an army like Iron Hands, where you're getting it will not die on a six up with your vehicle units. You know, and if it already has that, you're getting a buff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, tell you what, uh, next page over uh, is all those fun loyalist traits uh, we were talking about for, uh, you know, warlords. Uh, Ethan, you want to take us through Hell's Heart? Sure. Uh, th- this warlord trait may only be selected by a model with the loyalist allegiance. Uh, a warlord with this trait and all models in any unit he joins gain the fear one special rule. And should the warlord be reduced to zero wounds, the controlling player player may choose to inflict D six automatic hits upon the unit whose attacks cause the final wound. These hits allocated as per the standard rules. Each hit is resolved using the profile of either one of the armies or one of the warlord's ranged weapons, or if he lost his last wound to a shoot or if he lost his last wound to a shooting attack or using the profile of one of the Warlord's melee weapons if he lost his last wounds and partnered Assault. Hmm. Is, is this a Moby Dick reference? Yes. Yes, God it damn is. It. 
<laughs> from hell's heart. From hell's heart, I stab at thee. Oh my god, this is amazing. I yes. beautiful. I have to say, I think this is you guys one of one of the stronger warlord traits. Oh yeah, and not even for the not even for the I'm gonna you know go out with a fight, but fear one uh, in in combination with yeah. some of the war gear that we'll see a little bit later is. Certainly, uh, certainly a decent combination. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. good business. Does that mean if you have a combi melter, you can uh, dump like melta gun shots into whatever killed you? I, it does not. Spe- it does not specify if you are limited by the shooting profile's number. Um, well, it does just say D six attacks. Um, or using the profile that Warlords get. I'd say you get the full D6. It sounds yeah, like that's it. kind of it yeah. Like D6 mm-hmm. melt gun shots to me. Yep. And that's funny. Yes. <laughs> you could certainly do that, but um, I still think I still think you're probably better off with um, one of the uh, graviton shredders or graviton pistol that we'll cover in a little bit. Or hear me out. Uh, just throw a nemesis bolter on his back. So in case that sniper gets sniped, you just snipe right back. <laughs> okay, I gotta admit, that was funnier wrong? than my that was funnier than my idea. Just hands down. Yeah, that's it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can. Um that's I think that one out of St- stay strapped, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Hang on. Let me get this long gun out. And okay, now I can die. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> so that does it's just D6 automatic hits. So you don't even have to necessarily roll. You still have to roll the wound, it looks like. Wait, um, they're gonna be precision hits because it's a sniper rifle. Oh, <laughs> Nobody All deserves right. this. I don't know about that. If you're automatic hits, the there's a sniper. Or do you still need to roll on a speci- specific number to get the sniper rule? Or is no, no you don't. No, no you don't you anymore. That's right. From a sniper weapon, are precision yeah. hits. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that is hilarious. <laughs> I think Jesse wins. <laughs> yep. Hey, ten points. Let's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh boy. Yep. Well, throw that sniper <laughs> rifle in the back. You're good to go. On that note, uh, let me tell you about my previously favorite Iron Hands Warlord trait. <laughs> uh, the Eye of Vigilance. So this is the one for traders only. And I think it's great because it really kind of mirrors my favorite Iron Hand back from the first edition, uh, Autech Moore. Mm-hmm. Possibly the most traitor uh, of any loyalist. But uh, so anyhow. A warlord with this trait, all models in any friendly unit the warlord joins gets preferred enemy loyalist. Uh, also, you get a let's see, react a player single reaction without expending a point from the reaction allotment, which can allow the warlord and his unit to make more than one reaction in the same phase, but you cannot make the same reaction twice. Oh, that's wild. Now, that's that only is a once, once, per, once per battle. Yep. Once per battle. But two reactions, same phase. So you could hold your ground and overwatch. Correct. 
that's pretty that's pretty gross i mean evade and return fire uh, or go back six inches and then walk forward six inches <laughs> oh but it's the same reaction oh no it's is it yeah, advance no, and withdraw ad, advance yeah. and withdraw you're right i don't know i think overwatch and hold the line is probably just once per game just absolutely smear a unit across like the pavement that is brutal. Then, <laughs> yeah whatever gets there we'll wish it you know it gets no bonus for doing so although keep in mind also nothing stopping you from using the advanced reaction as well for the iron hands yep. uh, so you could double overwatch and then <laughs> yeah just what do they call i forget what it's called again uh gorgon spite and overwatch <laughs> For three yeah. shot for th- three times the shooting. <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> yep. in- Can that be intentional? I mean, once per game. Once, once per game. A single reaction doesn't say yeah. core reaction. It just says a reaction. <laughs> it does not say core reaction. Oh boy, that is. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'm- uh, to to add insult to injury, if something does get into close combat after into get into close combat with you after that, mm-hmm. you have preferred enemy on top of that. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy, that's um. <laughs> All right, uh, this is back to being my favorite I, again. Let's I guess I, I guess I'm playing a uh, traitor Iron Hands in my next <laughs> army because that is funny as hell. That is, but not from Hell's Heart. Boo. That's good. That's good. Ah, <laughs> good times. You're probably going to have to explain it to your opponent once or twice, and they're probably <laughs> not going to believe you until like the third time they reread it. Yeah. But and they, yeah, then you just uh, tell them to listen to this episode of the Remembrancers Retreat. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the work so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I much prefer goofy loopholes to whack loopholes. So, mm-hmm. and this is this is certainly goofy. Yeah, it's a little goofy and whack. Let's be honest, here. a little bit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why why is your uh, why, why is your HQ shooting his sniper rifle three times and then? Oh, he can't do it because it's two different warlord traits, but still, and worth it. To be fair, if you do use the Iron Hands one, your weapon is now gets hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. So that's the weapons that would be good for Overwatch mm-hmm. with that, like Volkite weapons, be, now become very dangerous because if you're rolling ten dice, yeah. you're going to get multiple ones in there, yeah. or so, fifteen r- dice if you're stacking them. <laughs> well, no, no, you do the one, you roll yeah. the ten dice, you get a couple ones, you die, and then you can't Overwatch with it. <laughs> so do your Overwatch first, exactly, and Gorgon Spite. See, see what's left of the remains. See yeah. if you can punch them to death afterwards. If not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. continue to apply Volkite. As needed. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Michael, take I- us through Silver Iron Will. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be the boring one, I think. Yeah, a little anticlimactic. <laughs> which is weird, because it has a lot of flavor to it. Um, a warlord with this trait, and all models in any unit he has joined are never affected by any special rule or effect that lowers a characteristic, including the fear and radvage special rules, and due to losing an assault where the enemy has inflicted more wounds. In addition, an army whose warlord has this trait may not make uh, reactions during the movement phase, but may make an additional reaction in either one of the opposing players' shooting or assault phases, but not both. 
Um, if the warlord is removed as a casualty, then the reaction is lost, but you can make reactions and movement phase like normal. Um, this is still pretty good. Yes. Yeah, it is. Not it's, having to take a penalties for losing an assault. Fear. You're effectively fearless. Hmm. Rampage does nothing. I love that. Being able to double up on your shooting phase reactions or your assault phase reactions is great, particularly since you can choose depending on the turn. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. nice flexibility. Um, Definitely. I mean, movement reactions aren't to be slept on, but they're probably the least used. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the movement reactions, but uh, uh, if you're getting rid of one, that's the one you want to get rid of. Certainly. I, I found... Yeah, with movement reactions, like everything, a lot of stuff moves really fast. So unless they just get inside that twelve-inch range, mm-hmm. you can fall back. But there's still a good chance that you're going to get charged regardless. The big place I've seen it make a difference is with vehicles. Yeah, because then you can use a reaction and get a turn off. Good point. I need to double check. Can because I was playing a game with Jared the other day, and I just didn't. Uh, take a chance to look at the rules. Can a vehicle ram if they advance in a reaction? I don't know. I have assume no so, idea. but I'm not sure because that would also be hilarious. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't take the time to really open it up and take a look. I didn't know if you, any of you guys knew it off the top of your head. Not off the top of my head. Okay. Man, I'm not um, that smart. You know what else <laughs> silver, I- silver iron will would be good for. Hmm. Allying in Sisters of Silence. Good point. Yeah. Oh, because they won't uh, negatively affect them. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sisters Hmm. of Silence are going to drop a minus one leadership to all of your units within six inches. Uh Uh The Warlord at least doesn't care. Yeah, Yeah. good times. I imagine you probably want the Sisters pretty close to whatever your Warlord's doing anyway. Exactly. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Still solid and can be taken by both loyalists and traders. Yes, right. solid. But we got to agree, nowhere near as funny as the other two. This is true. But I will say, all three of them are very viable, though. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each, yeah, like like you say, some are more funny than others. But I could see having to pick between any of them, yes. and not like not like an auto take for any. I think no bad choices. Correct. So far, it seems like very solid rules. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like not as wacky as the Alpha Legion or like, you know, as really combat swingy as like the world leaders of the Space Wolves, but nothing about it is ever not going to be useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, uh, let's see. We have the Rights of War for the Iron Hands. Looks like mm-hmm. there's two here. We've got the Company of Bitter Iron. A detachment using this right of war may take Medusan Immortal squads as troop choices. All models in any Medusan Immortal squad selected as a troop's choice in a detachment using this right of war gain the line unit subtype and the Heart of the Legion special rule. All models in a detachment using this right of war with both Iron Hands and Bitter Duty special rules also gain the Hatred Traders special rule. Any model with both the independent character and Iron Hand special rules may be given the Bitter Duty special rule for no additional cost. And I'm not sure why you would want to give them Bitter Duty. I mean, 
You could put him in with a squad of destroyers. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, also, because all models in the detachment have bitter duty. So you're giving your characters it as well. Oh, to gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sure. Oh, Medusa and Immortals have it by... Uh, uh, okay. So that so it's so you could attach any given character to an uh, an immortal squad yep. um, that might not otherwise be able to. Gotcha. Um, and I guess I haven't gotten there yet, but the Medusa and Immortals are basically the uh, Terminator or Terminator Elite Squad for the Iron Hands. Uh, they're actually um, more akin to Phalanx Warders for the okay. Imperial Fists. Oh, they're the the Gorgons are the Terminators. That's what I'm thinking. Medusa right, right. Gorgons. Um, this this is. Oh, I guess yep, we have to go over the limitations. Yeah. 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 We, um, can only be taken by loyalists and uh, may not include Ferris Manus. It's not, <laughs> not a huge amount of limitations yeah, there. Not, not yeah. a huge limitation. Um, to me, this is, and I think it's intended to be sort of a, a post Istvan, you know, mm-hmm. survivors mm-hmm. right of war. Definitely. Um, and uh, this, this really makes, um, it, it sort of reminds me of how, um, Shoot, I'm totally blanking on it. The the other Imperial Fist, Rite of War. Um, Stone Gauntlet? Thank you. Um, because it, it sort of buffs your, um, you know, your dudes with Preacher Shields. And Medusa Immortals are certainly not slacking um, as troops. Um, they're a little pricey, but with, you know, the Warlord, or not the Warlord trait, the, the Iron Hand special rule of minus one shooting attacks, um... And you'll see later they have a five up field no pain by default. Plus, heart of the um, legion. Heart of the legion means you're getting a four up on mm-hmm. objectives with that minus one from shooting attacks. Um, and I don't believe you could stack an apothecary in there. Uh, I'm not sure if that adds or not. I feel like one of the one of the existing field no pain rules said that you can't modify it beyond yeah, that. I I don't yeah. think it would. Also, with bitter duty, I think that would prevent them from taking an apothecary as well. But you can um, do it for free in this right of war. Any yeah. character with independent, uh, independent uh, character and Legionis Astartes. Oh, hmm. Yeah, so, so you can stick a Primus Medicae in there, right? Because it's in like apothecaries aren't independent characters by default, right? They're just normal characters. They are not. Yeah. They're not independent. Yeah. But like you said, the Primus Medicae, you could, but. However, apothecaries gain all the special rules of the unit they join. They do, but apothecary and detachment specifically calls out ah. better duty as one they don't uh, get. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No worries. So if you stick them in with, say, like, Palantine Blades, they get, like, a laundry list of special rules, but not better duty. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you particularly need an apothecary to begin with. It would be more so... Did you want to try and cheese up to a three up feel no pain? It's not <laughs> right. necessary. But yeah, like you said, if they've got feel no pain already, don't. And heart of the legion, it, and it's, heart of the legion, and minus one to shooting attacks. Like, yeah, that's, that's plenty. They're going to be real hard to move. And to be honest, I don't think an apothecary would stacks anyways. I'm pretty sure apothecary is just uh, a five up, which it sounds like right. they naturally mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. So it's. The apothecary would stack with Heart of the Legion, but it wouldn't stack with the inherent right. field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm tracking now. I'm tracking. Yep. 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 Basically, they already have an apothecary. Yeah. Well, for free. In. All right. So, well, let me tell you all about Head of the Gorgon on the other half of the page here. This is the one I like. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so, first off, any infantry 
units you have in the detachment with this right gain stubborn within their own deployment zone. Never bad. Uh, any model with the infantry type with flamers can exchange them for graviton guns or graviton shredders for 15 points a model. So expensive, but when we get to uh, graviton shredders on the next page, you'll see why. Uh, Castellax can be selected as elite's choices. Uh, all models in the unit gain it will not die, which is, you know, never bad uh, for these big, chunky, multi-wound models. Any Iron Fathers or Tech Marines can take a Cortex controller for 15 points, and any model with the vehicle unit type in the detachment gains outflank at no additional cost. Uh, downside, you can only take a single fast attack, and you cannot, under any circumstances, try and seize the initiative. Hmm. So, this one for me is kind of fun. There's no, like, loyalist or traitor lock on it. Uh, it makes your infantry, like, super stable in your own deployment zone. And even though it's not as overall useful as basically free apothecaries across your entire army, uh, Graviton Shredders are hilarious and terrific. <laughs> Uh, of course, my first thought would just be a ridiculously expensive squad of like a tactical support squad with a, you know, seven or eight of them with graviton shredders that would just like, you know, annihilate a dreadnought just by looking at it. Sure. <laughs> uh, but practically, I think it's really valuable for being able to stick in squads that can take like breachers uh, that can take, you know, a couple of special weapons in there. Things like that. Ethan, what are you thinking? Uh, I think it's a pretty solid, uh, solid right of war. Um, I think it lends itself to taking Gorgon Terminators more than it does Immortals, um, because M Immortals already have Stubborn by default. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the, and I think really what they're going for here is you can anchor your deployment zone with infantry, and then you can sort of use your outflanking vehicles as. Um, your your hammer and anvil, if you will. Solid. Can't complain about that. And, and certainly, you can throw in your mechanicum flavor in there as well. And you know, we all know how tightly knit the Iron Tenth and the Mechanicum are. Absolutely. Well, uh, speaking of those graviton shredders, I can cheat just a little bit and talk about them on the next page over. Because uh, they're super fun, and I'm sure pretty much everybody that's played Heresy so far has uh, probably heard about the Iron Hands Moritat by now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> real dumb, real fun. It's the name of the game. Uh, so, Graviton Shredders. So, any model with the infantry type and Legionus Astartes can upgrade a Graviton gun to a Graviton Shredder for five points. And any model that also has the character subtype can exchange a plasma pistol for a graviton pistol at no additional points. So for the shredders, you got 12-inch range, uh, nil strength, AP4, assault 2, concussive 1, graviton pulse, and haywire. You remember graviton pulse is that wonky rule that forces your opponent to roll a strength check, and then also an armor save if they fail it. Uh, then your Graviton Pistols are the same deal, but Pistol 1, Concussive 1, Graviton Pulse Haywire. Uh, the reason they're great on a Moritat is because everybody, you know, has, you know, kind of got to think up ways to kill Dreadnoughts now. 
this is one of them because the Mortat can chain fire. And unlike things like Melted Pistols for the Blood Angels, you don't have to worry about gets hot uh, because they don't. And you can just drop 12 dice on some unsuspecting Dreadnought, Leviathan, Spartan, what have you, and just 10 glances just for looking at you funny. <laughs> yep. It's really rude. I think I think both of these are also great tools because concussive is, mm-hmm. you know, you don't even have to wound. You just have to hit a unit and suddenly they're taking a leadership check or have their weapon skill reduced. And if you want to pair that with the um, uh, from Hell's Heart and, you know, they're close enough to your warlord, there's a minus one fear penalty <laughs> right there. Right. So if you if you're doing some zone mortalis shenanigans, that's that's a fun time. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty gross in ZM. Yeah. And uh, on this other page, we've also got the other uh, sort of mechanical bling that the Iron Hands get. Yeah, tell us about it. All right. So uh, we have the Iron Father as the um, Iron Hands specific uh, HQ unit. Um, any Legion Praetor, uh, Legion Cataphracti Praetor, or Legion Tartarus Praetor with the Legionis Astartes Iron Hands special rule may be upgraded to an Iron Father for 65 points and gains the benefits listed below. Iron Father, a Legion Praetor, Cataphracti Praetor, blah, 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 with the Iron Hands Father, uh, or the Iron Father upgrade, gains the Battlesmith 3+, Feel No Pain 5+, and the Machinator Array and Cyber Familiar War Gear. Uh, and you may not select a Warhawk Jump Pack, uh, a Combat Bike, or a uh, Jet Bike. So, not gonna lie, uh, I do wish he could be speedy, but can't have everything. I can't can't be zipping between tanks to fix them, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Yep. also one of the few uh, upgrades that's not a console upgrade for uh, yeah. Centurion. Yeah. This one specifically is for Praetors, so mm-hmm. you're definitely paying a premium for this. But mm-hmm. it does get a lot of extra there. I guess does that uh, if if they're upgraded from a Praetor, do they remain? Do they still have the benefits of a Praetor? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's a it's a way of adding a little bit more flavor to your generic Praetor, and you get some cool war gear too. I think the Machinator Array is pretty solid, mm-hmm. and the Cyber Familiars um, further down on the page, but it's effectively a uh, a plus one to your invulnerable save. Um, that's twenty points on its own. So uh, a lot of the upgrades are just kind of built right into this guy as well. the The point that sixty five points that you're paying is not it's not all just a couple extra rules. You get some nice war gear. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have noticed people online are fond of giving him lightning claws, or a pair of lightning claws, because it gives you plus two attacks, and now uh, you can feed all of those, what is that, what I want to say, eight attacks through the machinator array? No. (laughs) Which is essentially a power axe with shred and armor bane. And then you've got a three up invulnerable. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. It seems I don't quite follow how you're able to to just feed those into the machinator array. I thought you had to be using the specialist weapon to gain the bonus attacks, but so I'm a little disappointed in the last uh, one of the small things from the last FAQ uh, was a question of can you use the um, machinator arrays profile for all of your attacks 
or just those two bonus ones that it grants you? And the answer was no, you could use the Machinator Array profile for all of your attacks, if you so choose. And <laughs> the argument goes that since Lightning Claws give you not one, but two bonus attacks for fighting with them, you're technically still fighting with them. You're just not using their profile. Yeah, I need to double check. <laughs> it, Is it? Go ahead. It doesn't actually say fighting with them when a model has two lightning yeah. claws. That was going to be my there next question. Go. Do you have to fight yeah. with them or just have to be equipped with them? I, I'm with Ethan. That doesn't feel quite right, but rules it's is written. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> we can't win them all. Yep. <laughs> uh, but before we get too far away from it, uh, I want to talk about Gorgon uh, Terminator armor because they are hilarious. <laughs> uh, we've also got the Blessed Auto Simulacra, which, mm-hmm. if y'all will remember from earlier, that uh, delightful vehicle half of the Iron Hands Legionis Astartes rule, uh, this is what stacks with it. So, any model with vehicle type and Iron Hand special rule can be upgraded uh, for it will not die six plus, and it will be increased to five plus by the Medusa scale special rules, and that's ten points. Every one of your vehicles, any of them you want, it will not die five plus. Are there are there any vehicles that have it will not die built in? Any of those super heavies or anything? I feel not like there were the last knowledge. edition, but to be honest, I have not looked. It's been a minute. <laughs> but I mean, 10 points, especially with, you know, how much AT there is. And if it's a heavy vehicle or reinforced, it's, you know, not only is it going to continue shooting, but you can have a pretty solid chance of getting a whole point back every turn too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so flipping through the book, I don't see any super heavies with it uh, natively listed, hmm. but it, we know how they like nesting special rules, so right. I could claim it's not there. <laughs> well, going back to uh, Gorgon Terminator armor, since I know that has one of Jason's favorite rules. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so Gorgon Terminator armor is sort of like, um, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a stopgap, but it's definitely like an adjacent pattern to Indomitus. Which is kind of nice. So anybody that has cataphracty armor, so Praetor or Centurion, can exchange that for Gorgon armor at no additional cost. So you've got a 2-up armor save, a 5-up and vulnerable, and Feel No Pain 5+. Sadly, does not stack with any other variant of Feel No Pain. Um, But at the end of any phase with which the Gorgon Terminator armor has passed at least one armor or invulnerable save, roll the d6. On a 4+, all enemy units with at least one model within 6 inches of the model with the Gorgon Terminator armor has to test as if they've been hit with a unit with the blind special roll. I know you like blind, Jason. Is it? Uh... I do love blind. And it's a 6-inch bubble. Let's see. <laughs> And I believe it only calls out enemy models, correct? Yep. Yep. So and if for you're... some reason you're fighting enemy models with Gorgon Terminate armor, they are immune to it if the entire unit has it equipped. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what's interesting, though, 
Is this because I, of the because of Medusa? Is probably. this a Medusa reference? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Medusa was queen of the Gorgons. Yeah. Okay. What a deep pool. Right. Fair play, GW. <laughs> we just gotta start like keeping score as we go through here. Where there's one Easter egg with GW, there's bound to be more. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Easter eggs all the way down. Correct me if I'm wrong, but unlike Cataphracty armor and Indomitus armor, Gorgon Terminator armor is not heavy. Uh, I don't think Tartarus is heavy, isn't it? Tartarus is not heavy. But you have to Uh, upgrade specifically from a Cataphracty Praetor or Centurion. Yeah, which the unit profile is heavy. Or has the heavy uh, subtype. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So I think you still still maintain that heavy subtype, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm tracking now. That would be my guess. The the fact they call Cataphracty specifically out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. That makes more sense now. Well, uh, while we're here, uh, Jesse, Mike, one of y'all want to take us through the Armatus Necrotechnica? Um, Though, first, I want to confirm that, yeah, uh, Cataphracty Cataphracty squads are natively heavy. Got it. uh, Along with the HQs. Delightful. So so they would remain heavy. Um, Armatus Necrotechnica, which sounds like it's going to be spicy. <laughs> Any one model with the vehicle unit type in a detachment with the Legionis Astartes Iron Hands faction that does not have the flyer subtype may be upgraded to have the Armatus Necrotechnica for 50 points. Whenever a unit, friendly or enemy, with at least one model within six inches of a model with the vehicle unit type with this upgrade has one or more models removed as casualties, Roll a d6 for each model removed. For each result of a 6, the model with his upgrade regains one hull point. This may not bring it back above the starting hull points. Um, In addition, any friendly or enemy unit with at least one model within 6 inches of a model with the Armatus Necrotechnica must reduce the leadership value of all models in that unit by minus 1. Units with the stubborn special rule may not ignore this modifier. <laughs> is, so. is is this a vampire tank? Yeah, yeah I think it's like or cannibal tank pristine. Like, okay, yeah, it reminds me of some of the the, the Necron shenanigans. Um, I, and I, I think there was also a sort of a similar chaos vehicle rule, like Hellforged, at some point um, in 40k that allowed you to kind of. Regain whole points uh, from yeah, yeah. from enemies. Uh, mm-hmm. if it's certainly cool. Uh, Fifty points seems a little steep for what it offers. Um, it, I guess it depends on what vehicle you're really going for here. Um, I mean, I'd, if you wanted to, you could throw it on a super heavy, but it's not something I would throw on anything smaller than a Spartan. Yeah, I'd probably throw it on a super heavy because I do not want this thing that I paid an extra 50 points for to just explode on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was from last edition, one of those Psy Arcana. Yeah, it was some sort of, I think you're correct. Yeah. I don't know if it was the exact same name, but uh, yes. But the effect was pretty darn close. Yeah, it was, it was effectively the same thing. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, The thought I have with this is you got the right of war where you're outflanking your vehicles. Mm -hmm. You stick this on a Spartan. (laughs) <laughs> uh, outflank the Spartan, ram it into the enemy, dislodge your Terminators, and while the Spartan is sitting here within six inches of the enemy unit, Terminator, Terminators go in and kill some dudes. Uh, your, if you have your Hell's Heart, then it's suddenly a minus two to your leadership, and you hit him with Grav, yep. and mm. they're taking that concussion test at minus two. Mm-hmm. And hopefully uh, your opponent's not playing a solar ox where you're just eating, <laughs> just eating everything like little snacks. <laughs> <laughs> little bite-sized mortals. Um, nom nom. Nom 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 nom. Oh, rude. Cool. Well, uh, that's all the uh, the special rules before we get into the units, and we'll. Take a quick break and we'll be right back. And break. Bye bye bye. Goblinshut.com is the distributor for the Dirty Down paint line and other hobby products in North America. Dirty Down liquid effects and aging sprays have been used by prop masters in TV and film for over 30 years to create incredible realistic looking effects in a fast, reliable way. They can be spotted in some of your favorite media such as Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Alien, just to name a few. That precision has now been brought to the miniature realm and is taking the hobby by storm. In the Dirty Down line, you'll find rust, moss, and vertigris effects, unlike anything else on the market. With a vigorous shake and a mix of a bottle, a single wash creates the combined effects of multiple other paints and even provides a subtle texture. Dirty Down's entire line is also water-soluble, so you can achieve a wide variety of effects, entirely reworking, removing, or layering to your heart's content to achieve the perfect weathered look. With this capability, the line is perfect for speed painting while also having the depth for use for competition pieces. If you'd like to buy Dirty Down at a shop near you, ask your friendly local game store to go to goblinshut.com for information on stocking it. You can also purchase it direct as well. Also, all listeners of the Remembrancers Retreat can get a 5% discount on your online order with the promo code RR30K. And patrons of the Remembrancers Retreat get 15% off their orders. Once again, that's goblinshut.com. Home of the Dirty Down Liquid Effects. And we're back. Ethan, we forgot to ask you earlier, but we'll do it now. Uh, what makes you so intrigued with the Iron Hands? Why do you enjoy them? And what advice do you have for other people who are interested in the Iron Hands? <laughs> well, uh, the people that know me well will certainly not be surprised by this at all, but the most basic answer is, of course, tanks. Um, but more realistically, I always thought they had really cool lore. Um, I've always really enjoyed like the Mechanicum, and I've I liked how as a as a Space Marine um, chapter and Legion, they've always you know meshed well with that. Um, aesthetically, I think they're very pleasing. Um, and in Heresy, they have some really unique models and units and rules. Um, and the only reason I sort of didn't pick them originally is because I just moved from 40k and I was tired of painting black because my army was black Templars. So, <laughs> um, but as far as getting into them, um, it's really hard to go wrong. Um, they're certainly kind of lend themselves to be a little bit more of a shooting army. 
Um, but that's not to say that you can't do well in close combat with them. Um, there's a lot of great paint schemes. Um, don't feel like you have to limit yourself to Mark Three armor or Mark Two armor because there's some great schemes of other armor marks. And we're not going to go into the armor mark discussion again, but <laughs> <laughs> but we can. But, but we, we won't. won't. But we won't. <laughs> do what makes but you happy. Really, we really don't want to though. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself, Michael. <sighs> You should really want to go back to those three months. The internet just screaming at each other about armor marks. Heck yeah, that's how we made a name. We're going to have to slam a few Red Bulls before we get back into that again. Yeah, we were those guys. We were also the guys that made everybody mad when we told them you had to break and flee if you failed a morale check from Hold the Line. (laughs) (laughs) Stay mad, nerds. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, good good times. times. But please continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, they have some great narratives, some great stories. Um, obviously, their Primark has, you know, sort of his own thing going on. Doesn't necessarily show up during a lot of the heresy for obvious reasons. And you'll have to bear the brunt of many uh, head jokes. But, I mean, that's true of like every Legion and their tropes. Yeah. So as a dark angels player, I have no sympathy <laughs> as an imperial not, player. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I play the emperor's children and they never did anything wrong ever. So I'm in the clear. Uh-huh. <laughs> now they don't get made fun of anything. No. All right. Well, Let's uh let's dig into some of these iron hand specific units. And might as well get started with uh the man himself. The manus himself. <laughs> the Gorgon. The Ferris himself. Hey, Ferris you know manus. what? They have a they have an issue with over theming, okay? Like <laughs> give them a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Iron Hand himself. Yep. Master of the Iron Hands, the Gorgon, Worm Slayer, and the Great Iron Father. Mr. Ferris Man is coming in at 465 points. Woof. With a stat line as follows. Movement of 8, Weapon Skill of 7, Ballistic Skill of 6, Strength and Toughness of 7, 6 Wounds, Initiative of 6, 6 Attacks Base, uh, leadership 10, and with a two-up save. He is composed of a single Ferris Manus. His war gear includes the Medusan Carapace, a Servo Arm, Forge Breaker, Mastercrafted Blasma Blaster, Mastercrafted Graviton Shredder, a Heavy Flamer, and a Grenade Harness. Special rules. Uh, he is a, a unique Heavy Primark. Heavy, that's interesting. I don't know how many uh, Primarchs are Heavy. But something to keep in mind. Huh. <laughs> um, he is Iron Hands, Master of the Legion. He has a Battlesmith of two up, which is really cool. Uh, firing protocols of three. He is a loyalist, of course, and he is the sire of the Iron Hands. Are you looking at heavy seeing if he like if that affects his uh, initiative still? So I don't have the right book in front of me, but I was looking for Primark to see if that does anything to negate the no running. 
I don't think oh. it does, but it might. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I keep forgetting that they cannot run if they're heavy. He's already moving eight inches, so I have to I have to wonder where you where are you moving? Where are you going so fast? Yeah, that's to the other point. to the opponent. Can't kick his ass from over here. Well that's what your that's what your Mastodon or your Spartan is for, so you can open up the doors and then you can run another eight. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I'm I'm sure Fulcrum will close the distance for him. <laughs> Alright, Warlord, Siren of the Iron Hands. If chosen as the army's warlord, Ferris Manus automatically has the Sire of the Iron Hands warlord trait. All models with both the infantry unit type and Legion of Astartes Iron Hands special rule in the same army as Ferris Manus gain the Feel No Pain 6-up special rule, which does not stack with other versions of the same special rule, and models that already have a better version can choose. And all models with both the vehicle unit type and Iron Hand special rule gain the It Will Not Die 5-up special rule. In addition, an army with Ferris Manus gains an additional reaction in the assault phase as long as Ferris Manus has not been removed as a casualty. Kind of a little... So feel I, my pain 6-up is fine. I just noticed it, it does not specifically call out It Will Not Die as not... Stacking with the existing Iron Hands rule, I don't believe. The the additional Legionis Astartes buff for vehicles. Yeah, but does but how would you stack that per se? If they guess I mean it's it, because this it says better. if it if it already has iron if it already has it will not die, then you gain plus one. So if you already have Oh, oh there you, you know, go. So ah. you could have it will not die four up on your vehicles. That's that seems a little shenanigan-y, but yeah, that's Primark. Yeah, you got your Primark out there. I, I, that's pretty. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, certainly. I mean it's nice, but hey, vehicles work just like um, multi-win models, right? Like you have to attribute the, um, you know, ones to already wounded. So it's not like you can put individual hull points on each one in a squad and yeah. try to repair them all. Yeah, it's true. It's good, but I don't think it's going to blow anybody's weight back. Particularly since the infantry half seems redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention for Wilt, it will not die. You just roll a single die and gain one hull point back. Yeah. So not, yeah. Again, like you said, not the end of the world. If you're only getting a whole point back at a time, you're probably losing more mm-hmm. than one whole point a turn two. It's certainly true. Yeah. Better uh, than so nothing, do, I guess. Uh, we do have the Medusing Carapace and Forge Breaker. Uh, the Medusing Carapace grants a two-up armor save and a three-up invulnerable save. So uh, I think that's I think three-ups probably on the one of the few Primarchs that has a three-up, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and Forge Breaker is uh, Strength 12, AP 1, Melee, Mastercrafted, Exoshock 3-Up, and Brutal 3. That's going to hurt. It's That's going to yeah. hurt. It's, uh, it's not unwieldy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Swings not when he has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Swinging at initiative. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Six attacks at Strength it's 12. M- Mastercrafted. <laughs> And uh, I think Exoshock is an extra hull point. Yeah, oh, yeah. If you uh, yeah, if you make, I think it's a penetrating hit. You roll a d six, mm-hmm. and for this, 
it's a three up, you would get yep. an additional automatic penetrating hit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, weapon skill seven is sort of the middle of the pack for Primarchs. Well, they're all either seven or eight now, except for Lorgar, who's a sad sack of crap. He's six. <laughs> and you have to bring his dad if you want hatred. He's a talker, not a fighter. <laughs> yeah. But still, but, uh, when he hits, whoever he hits is going to feel it. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I feel like Ferris Manus, like occasionally Primarchs like uh, Kurs have trouble with specific targets. I feel like there's not a lot of target that Ferris Manus has any sort of issue with. Like Dreadnought, Vehicle, mm-hmm. really ballsy dude who decides to challenge him. Like he's Titan. gonna flatten it. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, there's no, he's not making a single strike. He's making six attack space, strength yeah. 12, AP one. Mm-hmm. And at brutal yeah. three. Master yeah. 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 And that's great for vehicles, but anything else, like still anything else. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to have a bad day. Like dreadnoughts, yeah. you're going to hammer apart with brutal vehicles. You're going to smack the crap out of with strength 12, AP one and exo shot. <laughs> you're just I'm, cracking I'm, open super heavies. Yeah. I was going to say, how many swings does he need to need to drop a Titan? Probably not that many. Yeah. I mean, because given each one's uh, strength 12, you're basic. You're not quite guaranteed to penetrate, but it's pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got AP one. So you're getting plus two on the. So you basically got a one in five chance of just detonating the vehicle when you hit it yep. or for yeah. super heavy getting that D3 bonus. Yeah, and extra shock plus another one for extra shock. Yeah, because you, know. you only get an, a max of one with the attack. You don't get an exo shock roll for each single attack that penetrates. Yeah, I believe you. Do you not? All right. Um, if this weapon successfully scores a penetrating hit on the target, roll the d6. If the result of that roll is equal to or higher than the value in brackets. Uh, an automatic penetrating hit is inflicted on the same target against which cover saves may not be taken. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't think uh, you get an extra for each one. I could be mistaken, but I feel that's not the case. It wasn't the case in first edition that, um, but I know that's not necessarily a precedent to stand on. I'm can, I don't know. I'm kind of going back and forth now because it says if this weapon successfully scores a penetrating hit, I think that's the key. It says if the weapon, Instead if it said, if for e- or if for each penetrating hit that you score with a weapon, mm. I think if okay, it said for sense. each hit, but also I, I feel like if it was supposed to be only once, it would say if this weapon scores any, I hate that we have to debate this. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I well, think in this context, you're, it, it's not going to make that much difference because, no. you know. I don't know. It could. It, that's the difference between I, making, I mean, it, especially if you're fighting a Titan, that's the difference between right. potentially six hits or twelve or seven hits or yeah. 12 penetrating I mean, hits. It might <laughs> come up at cons past that. It's Maybe not. when you're fighting a Titan. But yeah, I yeah. think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and super heavies, but on that <laughs> I'll, I'll be one we put on the parking lot for FAQ yeah. <laughs> I do want an answer to that because I've got the last cannons on my Daredeo 
Right. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, yeah. it's not going to matter until it really, really matters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, he is a beast. And that weapon just with the three up invuln save and forge breaker in his hands. That is, mm -hmm. he is formidable. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he was initiative six. I thought he was initiative five. Oh yeah. No, he <laughs> How yeah. does uh how does it compare to does Predorabo still get Forge Breaker as an option? He does, but it's kind of garbage because it's still unwieldy, and for some reason it's only brutal too. I guess because his like little arms can't swing it as hard. Yeah. He's just not attuned to the weapon. That's all. <laughs> that was a D and D joke. Anyway, uh, Gorgon Terminators. <laughs> yeah, tell us about them Gorgon Terminators. That shit, I'll go again. Fine, whatever. Uh, Gorgon <laughs> yeah, Terminators, <laughs> 200 points. Composed of four Gorgon Terminators and the Gorgon Hammerbearer, which is the sergeant. Rocking in at uh, movement six, weapon skill, ballistic skill, strength, and toughness of four. Two wounds each. Initiative four, two attacks, base for the Terminators, and three for the Hammerbearer. Leadership eight and nine, respectively. So, pretty darn good. Mostly a Terminator-based uh, uh, stats other than the extra leadership. Uh, they come with the Gorgon Terminator armor, which we discussed earlier. Uh, come with Combi Bolter base. Uh, they have power axes for the Terminators or for the Gorgon Terminators and a Thunder Hammer for, you guessed it, the Hammer Bearer. <laughs> uh, the Hammer Bearer has a grenade harness. Uh, these are heavy infantry, and the Hammer Bearer is a character as well. You have Iron Hands, special rule, a feel-no-pain of a five-up. They are relentless, stubborn, and bulky, too. Uh, if there's five or less, they can take a Proteus Carrier as a dedicated transport. Uh, anything bigger, they may take a Land Raider Spartan as a dedicated transport. Well, any size can take a Land Raider Spartan as a dedicated transport. Um, you can take up to five additional Terminators for 35 points each, which feels cheaper. Or maybe I'm just used to my expensive Terminators. I think you're just used to your expensive Terminators. Yep. Uh, they, can <laughs> take a, they can take a Vexilla for 10 points. Uh, any of the Terminators can exchange your Power Axe for a Power Fist for 10 points, a Chain Fist for 15, or a Lightning Claw for 5 points each. Uh, any Terminator can change his... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you're paying 5 points more for Gorgon Terminators. Okay. Each. Gotcha. Uh, the Terminators can chain, exchange their combi bolters for either a Magna combi weapon for 10, minor combi weapon for 5, or a Lightning Claw for 5. That's cool. You can do a single Lightning Claw with these guys. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of unique. I don't think I've seen a single Lightning Claw on a Terminator before. But if you wanted to do that, you could. Um, for every three models in the unit... Uh, Gorgon Terminator may exchange a combi bolter for any one of the following a heavy flamer for five or a Reaper autocannon plasma blaster or graviton gun for 15 points each Gorgon hammer bearer can exchange his combi bolter for a magna for 10 or a minor combi weapon for five. So at 200 points, um, nothing too crazy with these folks. Um, keeping in mind with the, uh, with the Iron Hands or the Iron Hands special rule of uh, minus one strength against attacks, 
And like we mentioned, suddenly uh, multi-meltas aren't quite as much of a threat, or a lot of the heavier-powered weapons are no longer a threat to just insta-gibbing these guys. Um, I automatically have a feel-no-pain of a 5-up, so you never have to worry about evading with them. You can always just make that return fire during that shooting reaction. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could evade if you... Uh, well, if they got attacked by a strength of nine, if you really wanted a slight chance of succeeding okay. to save them. It's kind of the small downside, though, is they lose that four plus invulnerable. Yeah, that's... They do get stubborn instead, though. Which is real nice. Mm-hmm. Stubborn is handy instead of an inexorable. They get yeah. stubborn and built-in apothecary. <laughs> which I learned last time stubborn and inexorable uh, pretty decent sides of the same coin and uh, it is worth noting and um, I think most people think of the Gorgon Terminator armor as having blind in close combat only but I believe it's also shooting so if you're getting up there real close um, and you know you make some saves on Overwatch or whatever you know and you make a successful save, suddenly everybody within six inches of you has to take a blind check. And if you're running in to, you know, close combat, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and then if you really want to, you can throw on some graviton guns and sort of help hopefully reduce your opponent's weapon skill or, you know, because they're, they're not exactly, you know, with weapon skill four, they're not exactly the most close combat oriented or, champions if you will of the of the legion specific terminators but i think the options that they have sort of at least give them give them a decent chance those graviton guns really do help uh knock a few extra wounds off dreadnoughts too especially on like an overwatch or some such mm-hmm. are uh, are dreadnoughts affected by concussive uh they are because fearless does not prevent leadership checks. It means you ignore fear and you're stubborn and you automatically pass morale checks. Hmm. So, uh, yes, they are still affected by cover or cover. <laughs> they are still affected by <laughs> concussive because concussive is a leadership check. Interesting. Yeah. As, um, does the heavy or Leviathan, does that have anything in mind to negate that? Not that uh, I'm aware of. I, I can't imagine Reinforced would do anything for that, but I don't quite know. I could take a look and find out if you guys want to go tackle the next. Yeah. In Heck conclusion, yeah, immortals. the uh, Gorgons look like a solid upgrade on a standard Terminator squad, though maybe not quite the... Uh, Weapon skill five uh, beat sticks that people often want from the Legion specific Terminators, mm-hmm. but still solid upgrade. I like Absolutely. that you can do uh, for every one of three instead of one of every five allows yeah. you to get, sneak mm-hmm. in a few extra heavy uh, mm-hmm. weapons. Uh, but moving on to the Medusan Immortals, uh, this is a 205 point squad base. Uh, And this will be for 10 models. Uh, Looking at stat line, we have movement 7, weapon skill 4, ballistic skill 4, strength 4, toughness 4, 1 wound, initiative 4, 2 attacks, extra 1 on the sergeant, everybody's leadership 10, 
which is nice, and a 3-up save. Um, they are heavy. Uh, for war gear, they've got boarding shield, bolter, bolt pistol, fragging crack grenades. And then under special rules, they have Legionis Astartes, Iron Hands, of course, uh, Field No Pain 5 Up, Bitter Duty, and Stubborn. Which already, already. oof, this is a nice squad. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, if you want to go even harder, you can take up to 10 additional Immortals, turning this into a 20-man squad at 18 points each. Any model in the squad can exchange their bolter for a chainsword or a Volkite charger for two points. Any model with a bolter can take a bayonet or chain bayonet, which rules is written they then can't use because they have a boarding shield. But I'm sure that's not intended because else why would they be able to take it? <laughs> they just brace it on the shield. It's fine. <laughs> For every five models in the unit, one immortal may exchange their bolter for one of the following options. A flamer for five points, melted gun for 15, graviton gun for 15, last cutter for 20. Um, and the sergeant can exchange their bolt pistol and or chainsword for one of the following. No single option may be selected more than once. Uh, plasma pistol for 10 points, Volkite Serpenta for 5, Power Weapon for 10, Power Fist for 15, Thunder Hammer for 20. Sergeant may also take Melted Bombs at 10 points, and the Sergeant may take Artificer Armor for 10 points. So, so a nice little nice upgrade on a Breacher Squad. Mm-hmm. And, uh... That's okay. all they have in the in the book in Libra Astartes. However, I do know uh, the exemplary battles and the legacies have a few things. Yeah, though I want to look something up real quick. Okay. I think I'm gonna... Okay, no, I was wrong. I, I was thinking uh, preachers were movement six, not seven. Mm. But I, I was incorrect there. I was just looking up real quick the the bayonet thing like you mentioned. It is unfortunate that they are two-handed because I always thought that was super cool that they could take them. But yeah, um, especially since you get you're getting an additional attack compared to normal breachers, and then yeah. if you if you throw on if you're taking them in company of bitter iron, anything with bitter duty gets hatred traitors. So suddenly they become real nasty. But if my opponent was using Bayonets on them, I certainly wouldn't say anything. But rules is written. Bayonets two-handed. They got a boarding shield. Yeah, two-handed weapons. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can also take a chainsaw, but then you're sort of foregoing your shooting, and you're not getting an additional yeah. attack for having a bolt pistol and a chainsaw. Also, they have the option for bayonets. Clearly, they should. They're intended to be able to use the bayonet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't. I mean, we've seen plenty of Astartes you know, one hand, uh, a, a, a bolter, you know, <laughs> who's to say you can't jab with it. You're not going to be as good with it, but you know, and you can certainly brace it with your shield too, but yeah. Um, and they can, they can take uh, graviton guns, which you can exchange for, you know, other stuff, which is fun for reducing your opponent's weapon skill or taking art stuff off dreadnoughts. So in Zoomortalis, they're quite good. Mm-hmm. 
And again, Leadership 10 was stubborn. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. I mean, it's all but fearless. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good times. Um, so yeah, having gone through the units in the book, my thoughts are nothing particularly sexy, but everything is just very solid. Yeah. Plus also, it's such a wide buff for an entire army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even your basic stuff suddenly everything yeah. is that much better, that much tougher. So it's not yeah, like you need a lot. No. It's super hard to mm-hmm. dislodge some of these guys if they're, you know, super embedded or what have you. Mm-hmm. But as Jesse was mentioning, uh, we do have some additional units to talk about. Um, do we want to start with the exemplary battle or uh, with the legacies? Heck yeah, choose? I'll check more. <laughs> Alrighty, you want to you want to take it away? Yeah. So this has Autech Moore has a tiny like near and dear place in my heart because the very first um, Heresy Grad School we ever recorded was on his section called like oh, gosh what was it? It was like Blood and Iron, <laughs> essentially where he drops a moon on the World Eaters recruiting planet of Bot. Such a As such a cool, cool thing to do. Right? What a baller. He, <laughs> he did not look at that explosion as he flew out of the system. Love that. <laughs> Good times. If I had to pick a favorite loyalist, it would be Autech Moore. So uh, let's talk about him. He is. Uh, oh, shoot. He's not strength and toughness five anymore. I just realized that and it makes me oh. sad a bit. Uh, there used to be rumors of him being like an ogren, maybe, or maybe an old <laughs> thunder warrior. Because huh. uh, in the uh, first edition, he did have strength and toughness five, which was hilarious. Anyhow, uh, so you have essentially a cataphracty praetor. Uh, he's awesome across the board. Uh, he comes stock with a Volkite charger. Uh, Argonikos, his uh, fun little personal weapon, a cyber familiar, and the Armus Panopticos. Uh, also, outside of a normal Praetor, he's fearless, dope, uh, Battlesmith 3+, and he gets the Warlord trait Tyrant's Wrath. So, any unit made up of models with the Iron Hands trait uh that he joins add plus one to the amount of wounds caused when calculating who's won close combat. So bloody handed Uh, at the end of the combat after piling and consolidation, uh, a unit that has added this bonus suffers a single wound with no armor saves or damage allowed. In addition, uh, you get an extra shooting phase reaction. Uh, This is bloody handed that they punish you for taking. I'm not super sure why. <laughs> uh, so he's probably going to be one of those warlords like Eidolon, where I specifically include somebody else to be the warlord. Uh, so he has the Armatus Panopticos, uh, which is his combination like machinator array 
with you know his little uh, attacky hands and cataphracty armor. Uh, so it gives him two plus armor, four plus invulnerable, feel no pain, five plus that does not stack. And it also has a manipulator array, which gives him uh, strength six, not strength five, uh, bonus attacks. Um, but then again, they're the same otherwise. Oh, uh, I take that back. He does still have the same uh, shred, unwieldy, armor bane melee, but he gets precision strikes three plus with his little upgunned uh, machinator array. And lastly, uh, he has the immense double-headed halberd that Autech Moore carried to battle and bore as a self-appointed badge of office was another of his own creations, constructed with countless layers of pharaoh alloy liberated from the ancient forges of Damas. Brutal even without augmentation, due to its sheer size and weight, Argonikos projects a crackling energy field that vaporizes flesh and steel alike. So, gives him plus two strength, AP two, melee, two-handed, and Reaping Blow 2 uh, is one of the very few places I've seen Reaping Blow higher than one. Hmm. So not bad business. It's Uh, AP2 and Initiative. It's not a wheelie. Not going to complain about that. I guess on the bright side, uh, he won't need to add the bonus from Tyrant's Wrath. He's going to kill enough things. (laughs) Yeah, he will punch enough dudes. Uh, yeah, because as long as he's in base contact with at least two dudes, he's going to be getting, what is that, six, eight attacks? Uh, including the two bonus from the manipulator array? Yeah. <sighs> That's not bad. Nope. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, and then, next page over, we got uh, Shadrach Medusan, who is 90 points less then Autech Moore, who is 225. Hmm. Oh, you guys want me to do this one too? Oh, I don't have the document open. I figured. Yeah, Uh, I got it. So, um, Shadrach Medusin, you have an artificer armored Praetor, but also uh, he comes down with an Archaeotech pistol and a bolt gun, uh, his Albion Power Gladys, which you will remember from the first edition. Uh, You've also got his unique warlord trait, Stormbringer. So Shadrach and any friendly models with the Iron Hands trait gain Furious Charge 1. This doesn't stack or increase if you have any other Furious Charges. And you may make an additional reaction in the Assault phase. Uh, Then Albion Power Gladius. Uh, Strength 1, AP 3, Breaching 5+, and Mastercrafted. I don't hate it. But also, he's only 135 points. Like, that's pretty pretty cheap. He, he seems solid for the points he is. He's mm-hmm. just a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah. I know everybody's going to cry about him not having a native AP2 weapon, but, like, <laughs> eh? Yeah. He's 135 points. What do you want? I mean, a Paragon Blade is, like, 30 points by itself. I think I think for 135 points and Master of the Legion and I I mean lore wise too he'd make a great you know ZM character. Agreed. Oh yeah, that would be pretty apropos. Get like a uh, seventh serpent ZM game going on. Yeah, solid yeah. choice. 
It's one of my favorite characters from the books as well. So I, I do have a model of him. I think it was actually, uh, I think Will actually sort of kitbashed him. Solid. All right. And I can take care of the Morlocks. All right, Mike, bring us home. Um, and this is from the exemplary battle, the death of Canopus, uh, which I'm pretty sure is the most recent one, right? I believe so. That cool. sounds right. Um, so these guys are an HQ choice. So keep that in mind. Uh, Iron hands, Morlock terminator squad at 150 points. Uh, Base unit composition, you are getting two Morlocks and one Augmentor. Stat line is move six, weapon skill five, ballistic skill four, strength four, toughness four, two wounds, initiative four, two attacks, three on the Augmentor, leadership eight, nine on the Augmentor, and a two-up save. They are heavy. Uh, Base equipment, combi bolter, Power Weapon, Legion Cataphracty Terminator Armor. Uh, special Rules, Relentless, Stubborn, Bulky 2, Battle Hardened 1, Loyalist, Avernian Retinue, and Fate of the Gorgon. Uh, jumping over to read those real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Avernian Retinue is the Retinue Rule. Uh, allows them to be taken as part of another HQ choice. Um, it does say may, so don't feel like you have to take them as retinue, though. Um, do they have support squad or anything like? I'm not seeing it, uh, which does suggest that uh, the Augmentor can be your warlord, which is always fun, having a non-independent character warlord. Uh, we're moving on. Fate of the Gorgon is selected as part of a detachment in any army that includes Varus Manus. An Iron Hands Morlock Terminator squad gains the Chosen Warriors special rule. If selected as part of a det- detachment in an army that does not include Varus Manus, an Iron Hands Morlock Terminator squad gains the preferred enemy Emperor's Children special rule. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're either chosen warriors of their Primarch or out to get some revenge. We always love seeing those kinds of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, Except deliverers. <laughs> dedicated transport. An Iron Hands Morlock Terminator squad can take a Legion Land Raider Proteus carrier as a dedicated transport. Nice and simple. Uh, if the three models isn't quite enough, you can take two more Morlocks for 35 points each. One Morlock may exchange their Combi Bolter for a Legion Standard. One Morlock may take an Augury Scanner. One Morlock may take a Nuncio Vox. And any model in the unit may exchange their Power Weapons for Power Fists, uh, Lightning Claw, or Chain Fist. Uh, additionally, any model in the unit may exchange their combi bolter for one of the following. A Volkite Charger for free, or a Graviton Gun for 10 points. So you can have 
10 graviton guns on a Terminator squad. <laughs> That'll be uh, fun. Uh, you could have five because they only go up to a, a unit of five. Yeah. Uh, Did I not say five? Uh, you said, you 10. said 10. Ah, I definitely meant five. Sorry about that. Um, that being said, you may not want to go with five because the Augmentor can also exchange their combi bolter for a Bolkite Culvern for 10 points. Always a, f- a strong, strong weapon of choice. Yes. It's a cool modeling opportunity, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ethan, have you had a chance to play or theory craft with this unit yet? Uh, I haven't yet. Um, I do actually have some cataphracty on sprue that I'm, I'm going to kitbash into a, a squad. Um, I haven't quite decided exactly how I want to load them out. Um, they're, they're kind of similar to the, the sort of existing Terminator command squad with some additional flavor, um, and some pretty solid rules, especially with, you know, battle hardened, um, stubborn, relentless, you know, and the retinue, um, I, I would certainly throw a Legion standard in there because, you know, then you throw in, you know, you also have line suddenly, yep. um, you know, the full kite curve, excuse me. Culvern is a pretty solid choice. Um, I, I tend to try and kit my Terminators out to do one thing very well rather than, um, you know, try and do multiple things. Um, so maybe the Volkite Culvern's not the best choice. Um, maybe, you know, with weapon skill five, you want to, you know, throw more uh, close combat weapons on these guys, you know, make the most of that. Um, especially since, you know, Gorgon Terminators aren't bad, but they're, you know, still weapon skill four. These guys are weapon skill five. Makes sense. Gotta have someone as the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm. That is another point they kind of share with the Iron Warriors. The Iron Warriors also had to wait till they're uh, like a special unit, you know, to get Dominators before they got a weapon skill five Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I do think is worth pointing out is that uh, there's no restriction on how many units of Morlock Terminators you can take. Um, really? As long as you've got the HQ slots for it. That yeah. is delightful. It is is rather interesting. So you can take two squads of them along with your Iron Father. <laughs> um, or you can just take three of them. And have yeah. one of them be the uh, Warlord. Yeah. I mean, no, no limit. And, you know, you start off with three, which isn't a lot, but you can go up to five and they're only 35 points. So what is that? Math is hard. 220 for upgrades. Yep. So certainly, certainly not bad compared to, you know, sort of your base Terminator squad. You're paying what an extra 20 points and you're getting weapon skill five. Mm -hmm. Give them all banners and make them all line. (laughs) Yeah. It does say one of them can exchange the combi bolter. But if you're taking multiple squads. Oh, 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 yeah. HQ units, yeah. Um, As might be the theme of the night, you know what I think these guys would be great for? Zone Mortalis? Zone Mortalis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Iron Hands are a great Zone Mortalis army, and that's my original army plan, was just to make a a nice Zone Mortalis force with them. Um, but I repurposed some land raiders, so you know, yeah, 
battle hardened along with the negative one to shooting attack <laughs> strength is pretty darn good. I was just trying to do the math in my head on how high a strength you would have to be to double them out. And I mean, like you said, math is hard, so I'm coming up short, <laughs> but yeah. It's, so it's big number. Does battle harden stack with that is my question. I, 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 mean, I, mean, I would think it would, but yeah, I'm not sure see why or how it wouldn't. I'm not super familiar with battle harden, but I thought it was just it melee. Mm, Am I wrong? That's a good point. Uh, well, I don't, if only we had something here to show us. <laughs> if only there was a book that listed these rules. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fool. I set up tonight. I brought out my Legion book, brought, brought up my Legion PDF, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. brought up the various supporting documents. <laughs> Did not get grab a copy of the core book. I was like, nah, by this point, we know the, we, we know the okay, basic okay, special uh, rules well enough. I'm a fool. <laughs> we are a fool. I'm a, yep, I so, am a fool. Got it. Uh, for purposes of whether or not attacks of a strength twice this model's toughness value inflict instant death, this model's toughness is increased by X, where X is the value in brackets. It's not limited to melee. So that essentially means you have to be strength 10 to double out the toughness. <laughs> so you would have to be in strength shooting. 11 to double out a Morlock? Yeah. Not a whole not lot of that long. going around. Nope. Strong. Real but that's, strong. But that's only in shooting because the Iron Hands rule is only oh, in that's shooting. True. It is. True. Right. But I mean, but it still. certainly means that your guys are going to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in melee, you're still battle hardened. So you still need yeah. strength 10. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Not a ton of strength 10 in melee. No. It's it's out there, but not a ton of it. It is worth Outside noting. Dreadnought fists. Mm-hmm. It is worth noting these guys don't have feel no pain, which is something that the other two units do have. So you might might be worth throwing a um, Primus Medicae in with these guys. If you want it. Maybe, yeah. Certainly Being an make HQ a, unit, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm, certainly mm-hmm. doesn't. Certainly helps the battle hardened and, you know, makes them that much more, you know. <laughs> yeah. That much more chunky. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. Uh, actually, is it on here? If you really want, you can throw a uh, a cyber familiar on the um, augmenter, and suddenly he's got a three up. Beautiful. You know, bootleg imperial fists. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delightful. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of cool stuff going on with the iron hands. Mostly cyber familiars and uh, <laughs> cyber well, familiar related. Well, we do a, like little burbs on our models. Yeah, there's mm, such a cool sure. modeling opportunity, you know. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, good times. Yeah, well, I guess that wraps it up for the Iron Hands. Ethan, I want to thank you for uh, coming along with us on this little journey tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael, Jason. Once again, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. And let's see. uh, Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat Podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, go over to Facebook or Instagram at RR30K Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Uh, Leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, 
you want to support our program, go to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. And until next time, keep those dice rolling. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Later. Bye, squad. Bye. Bye.